With each module's curriculum, the expertise of the Inner MBA faculty moves us forward in our journey to become more wise and compassionate at work. We've created this podcast platform so that these sessions are available to you not only on the learning platform, but also here in audio format. It's our hope that having the core curriculum available in this way will enable you to experience these teachings at your own pace and in the way that works best for you. Hello, I'm Dr. Tiffany Jana, and I'm here to help you awaken your inner inclusionist. I've been doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work for over 20 years. And what I've learned in that time is that the very core of everything we do when it comes to this kind of work really begins with what we do personally. Typically, when we think about themes around justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, or Jedi work as I like to call it, we think about the work in the context of institutions, in the context of larger societal issues that are easy to externalize and not really center our own experiences. But the truth of the matter is, our relationship to these themes is the most important thing that we need to understand before we can affect a change on the systems and the structures that exist outside of us. So what does that mean? That means really understanding who you are in the context of these concepts. Very frequently, when people think about themes of diversity, they're thinking about what is other outside of me? What is not like me? Sometimes a more sophisticated framing will include the underrepresented identities, the underappreciated identities, and maybe even the historically marginalized populations of the world. But the truth of the matter is, diversity is something that is part of all of our experiences. Just because an identity is protected by laws and legislation because of our historical uh, exclusion of people does not mean that each and every one of us doesn't have a diverse and unique set of experiences and characteristics that make us who we are. And it is in, in the connection with those identities and experiences that make up who we are that allows us to relate to other people, regardless of the identities that they're bringing to the table. So it's important to understand that you may not be a person of color. You may not be a, an underrepresented gender or sexual orientation. You might not have these aspects that frame who you are, but one, you might know people who do, and those people might mean a lot to you. And two, everything that it has taken for you to arrive at this place in your life represents a really unique and personal journey, a story that is unlike anyone else's. And so what is required is an honest reflection on that story. Who are you today and how did you become who you are today? Everything from your origin story as far back as your ancestors that you can identify, that you can identify with, 
all the way to the choices that you've made just in the past few months as our world is changing and our awareness around diversity themes is ever expanding, exponentially growing. What are the things that you are doing to connect with your own identities and to connect with the experiences of others? We have to look into a mirror and reflect honestly back at ourselves. Who are we really? How have we really shown up in the world? Most of us want to believe that we are really good people, that the isms <laughs> and the biases that are affecting some people, that we're not contributing to those things, that we're not contributing to systems of oppression. But it's important that we give ourselves the education to identify how we may have actually been contributing to those systems. And this is why the honest reflection is important. We can't look in Snow White's mirror and expect someone to tell us lies about who we are and give us a flattering reflection back. We've gotta be really honest. We've gotta be honest about our fears. We've gotta be honest about our biases. When the work is personal, when the work is yours, there's nowhere to hide. This isn't a pop quiz. I'm not gonna ask you where you've been, what you've said, how you think, but I am gonna ask you to do that work for yourself. The good news is now more than ever, there are so many resources available. There are so many books that you can read, so many tools that you can access that will allow you to connect with insights that may not have been previously available to you. Be honest with yourself about how you feel about those themes. Be honest with yourself about the times that you've walked through your life and been less than kind to people around you whether you knew those people or you didn't know those people. This is the time to face your fears. This is the time to say, yeah, you know what? As I'm reading and watching and learning more about the way the world works, I recognize that I was one of the people who thought poorly of certain groups of people. There were times in my life when I said things that upon further reflection at this stage in my life, I realize are wrong, or at least I realize are not an accurate reflection of the person I wish to be now. The good news about doing this work from my perspective is that I believe that grace is a requirement in this work. Grace for ourselves first and grace for other people. And grace for yourself is important in this because if you're actually doing the personal work of connecting with your own identities, marginalized or otherwise, and reflecting on how you have interacted with people and just how you've thought about people, even if you've never said a, you know, a racial epithet, even if you've never uttered you know, a, a transphobic slur, somewhere in the back of your mind, you might have held a belief or you might have entertained a thought, or you might have laughed at a joke that was at someone else's expense that touches on these themes of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And again, I said from the beginning, it's not just about the marginalized identities. The minute that we are unkind to another human being, it doesn't matter what their identity is necessarily. An act of unkindness, a thought of unkindness, or any action that makes one person feel excluded or a group of people feel to feel excluded. These are the kind of actions that 
reflect something back at us that is not something that we want to see. So there's a a modicum of cultural and interpersonal maturity that is required to awaken your inner inclusionist. You've got to be real with yourself. Again, no one is auditing this. This is a journey for you to go on. But the minute that you find those experiences or you know that you have not been kind or you know that your thoughts were biased and a little bit skewed, it's important to identify those, to forgive yourself and have grace for yourself, understanding that this is a journey, a journey that begins with a new step every single day. And all of it is an opportunity to learn and grow and do more. So in finding that grace for yourself, you have to be kind to yourself. You can't really be a human <laughs> without having biased thoughts. It's, it's impossible to walk through this journey and be 100% perfect and kind and making the most inclusive decision at every moment. That's just not how being human works. But when you're able to decide that being kind and being inclusive is a reflection of the values that you wish to embody, then every moment, every second of every day is an opportunity to be intentional about how you move through the world. And so what you wanna do is find alignment between the values that you believe, who do you think you are, what do you hold dear and important, and if making space for humanity, if creating a sense of welcome and belonging and acceptance everywhere that you walk is important to you, if moving through the world like a person who genuinely believes in the equality of, of humankind, if these are things that are honest for you, and if they're not honest for you, be honest with yourself about that. But if they can be real for you, then it is an intentional choice that you make every single day that allows you to live into those values. There is no single class you can take. I wish I could say it was this one and you'd be all done forever. No, this is the opening. This is an, a, a new step in a new journey that each of us has to take every single day in order to become the best versions of ourselves. And that is an ongoing journey. One of the indicators that I like to think about as far as, am I finding that alignment between the values of inclusion that I think are important and that are the reflections of my highest self that I'd like to live into and my actual behaviors? I like to look for a, a, a sense of peace and a sense of calm. When you go backwards in your narrative, the story of your life, and you look at the highlight reel, you look at the moments that you've been really successful, the things that you're really proud of, it's very easy to remember the best things about yourself. It can be more difficult to face the realities of the times that we have been less than kind, of the kinds that we have not been inclusive. But it's really important to do that because the reason that it's hard for us to admit that, yes, we did use racial epithets. Yes, we have told transphobic jokes. Yes, we have belittled someone for their gender or their identity or their expression. The reason it's so difficult to face that 
And the reason we get so incredibly defensive when someone calls us out or even calls us in gently about a misstep is because it creates a dissonance within us. We want to be good people. We want to be seen as good people. And any experience or any confirmation that reinforces the opposite is devastating on a visceral level. And so what, what I like to look for is that, that alignment that is, that is sort of undergirded by peace. If I go back and I look at an experience and it brings me joy and it brings me peace in terms of how I interacted with a person, what I said to them, my body language, the nonverbal cues, the thoughts that were in my head, if I have joy and I have peace, I'm probably closer to something that created, that created inclusion and welcoming and love for another person or a group of people around me. If I feel the opposite, if I feel disquiet, if I feel discord, if I find myself defending myself to myself, that's not a good sign because we shouldn't have to get defensive about being kind. We get defensive when we know we've done something that's a little bit out of alignment. So finding that space of alignment, of peace, of grace is really important. It's not just your peace either. It starts with you. But when we're talking about being inclusion, inclusive in an active way, we, we need to feel that peace around other people too. That should be something that is a shared space. And this is where doing the inventory of your own mind, your psyche, your heart really matters. Because as human beings, we're highly, highly evolved to respond to the nonverbal cues. If someone looks at me as a five times intersectional person and takes any kind of issue with any of my identities and we're attempting to have a conversation, I can feel it if they don't have any respect for me. I can feel it if they don't take my gender seriously, if they don't take my race seriously, if any part of who I am and how I express myself and how I show up in the world doesn't work for them, what they speak in the silence, how they move their body, the way they form their words, the expressions in their face, like your, the musculature of your face will tell the truth even when you are fooling yourself or trying to fool someone else into believing that you really are inclusive. So this is why you must start with the personal work because you have to get to a place where your understanding of your relationship to these things is something that is authentic and real. And again, there is no perfection. There is no doing it 100% right every single time. But the more you're able to internalize these values and behave and show up in ways that support those values that you want to be reflective of who you are, the more reflexive it becomes. It just becomes more automatic. So it is worthwhile for you to manage your thoughts, for you to think about what you are thinking. Autopilot is our enemy when it comes to inclusion. Autopilot is when you're going to fall back on all of the biases that you have that tell you who's valuable, who's smart, who's important, who's a leader, who's worthy, right? And these are not productive thoughts. We are one human family. 
genetically speaking, down to our DNA, there is so much less different about us than there is similar. And those, those, that minutia of difference that shows up in these phenotypes and shows up in our, you know, our orientations and our identities and our expressions, while these things are important because people identify with them and it is who people are, at the end of the day, it's not nearly as important as the fact that we are one human family. And if we're going to do right by each other, then we are going to awaken our inner inclusionists. We are going to be responsible for how we show up in every moment, in every interaction, every day. It's not something that we get to just kind of phone in. You can't check out and, you know, read one book and hope that, you know, that's enough. What needs to feel like enough is the importance of the sanctity of the human species. Every single person is so incredibly important. None of us, particularly as leaders, can afford to allow ourselves to think that anyone is less worthy than we are, that anyone is less capable than we are. Every single person has the capacity to be great. Every person has the capacity to be brilliant in their own way. Every person has the right to live in a way that they feel free, that they feel loved, and that they feel accepted for who they are. And that level of acceptance only happens when each of us takes responsibility and owns our personal accountability for extending that embrace across humanity and making the people around us or helping the people around us feel welcome. We can't make people do anything. but we can certainly create an ethos that follows us that says you're welcome here. You're loved here. You're seen here and you matter here. So start with yourself, study until you understand, study until you've internalized this again, so many resources, so many books I've written a handful of them myself but it's worth doing that work because not only does it make you a better leader, it certainly makes you a better person, one who is more culturally fluent and able to navigate across differences with aplomb. It's all accessible to us. And what do most of us say? What is the, what is the big barrier to doing the, you know, the inner work of being inclusive? Oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm getting up there in years. I'm tired. I've been doing things, you know, my my brain's not going to take on this new information. We're not talking about acquiring a new athletic skill. I'm not I'm not asking you to take up windsurfing, which in the grand scheme of things is rather inconsequential. What I'm asking you to do is to create room for the other humans on this planet to be safe, to feel welcomed to be who they are. Because when we don't take responsibility for creating a sense of welcome around us, when we do the the opposite, when we create barriers between human beings, what we're communicating to other people, whether we realize it or not, is you're not important. 
I don't see you. You don't matter. You'll never measure up. And if it were our siblings, our parents, our friends, our spouses, our beloveds, the people in our lives who we care about, who were made to feel that way over and over and over again. And that's the thing that's so, it's the thing that's so pernicious about this because while diversity is something that is an aspect of everyone in some way, those underrepresented populations, those underappreciated populations of people, because of the nature of the systemic bias and the systemic oppression and the way that these things layer on top of each other over and over again, it causes people to have those experiences over and over and over again. And it just diminishes the human spirit. It crushes people underneath its weight. And I, for one, refuse to be a person that allows my spirit, my words, my actions, my behaviors to be a weight that holds another person down. And when we are willfully negligent, when we choose not to do the hard work of learning how to be more culturally fluent, how to be more intentionally inclusive, then we are complicit to being part of a society and a set of systems and structures that hurt people. And I think that we can all do so much better. So I just want to remind you to be kind to yourself on this journey. If you're kind to yourself, it's easier to be kind to others. Have grace for yourself and definitely have grace for others. We're going to mess up along the way. There is no perfection. There is only trying. There is only doing the best that we can in any given moment. So I want you to have courage. And when you get it wrong, which you will, I promise you will, I get it wrong all the time, every day. I want you to remember that having that grace for yourself will allow you to get back up and try again. If we're going to be allies for each other, it means that when it gets tough, we don't give up because the people who need our inclusiveness the most don't get to give up. They don't get to stop being who they are. The more visible and external your marginalized identity might be, your underappreciated identity might be, the harder it is to escape the realities of what happens when people are not intentional about creating inclusion around you. So as an ally, I would ask that you stay the course. This is a marathon, but I think it's one of the most important marathons of our lives. When you do this, when you take on the work of awakening your inner inclusionist, your life will be so much more beautiful and so much richer because you'll be surrounded with the best and the most beautiful and the most diverse that humanity has to offer. Best of luck.